0: Hello, welcome to MikeyPod podcast episode 272 for January 28th, 2019. Today's guest is musician Brett Gleason, and I am your host, Michael Heron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and activist based in New York City. On this podcast, I have conversations with fellow creators who use their creativity to change the world. I've been sending this podcast to your ears for 13 years. If you like what you hear, subscribe using the colorful buttons on the sidebar and footer at MikeyPod.com, or just use MikeyPod. Search for in your favorite podcast directory like itunes uh, google podcasts any of those things stitcher you name it i'm listed in all of them spotify even i am already digressing if you'd like to know more about me stop by my website at michaelherron.com hit me up on social media everywhere as at Michael Heron or email me mikeypot at gmail.com hello welcome to the show not a lot to report, except that I have this cough. Did you just hear me, like <laughs> resisting, like letting it come out? My little cat is just sitting here, so cute next to me, and um, everything's just great. Last podcast was December thirty first, and today it's uh, almost the end of January, so I missed a month of podcasts. My, uh, I lost my computer. Also, my main big workhorse computer is uh, pretty much dead. Uh, I still have my laptop, so that's how I'm recording this now, and how I'm continuing my work. Um, yeah, things are good. I'm I'm uh, in my new apartment, which I'm sure I mentioned on the last podcast. I have a couple of good interviews coming up, and man, not a lot to tell you. Um, yeah, I have some cool music releases coming out. I have some plans for the summer, but none of it. Uh, well, I can I can mention that I'm doing a video cover series. I'm pretty excited about the two covers I'm going to be doing in this first round. Uh, But more on that later. Uh, If you want to know more about that stuff, you can go to MikeyPod.com. And if you like this always free podcast or the many other things I do create, tell a friend, leave a review, like, subscribe, all of those things. And especially, I'd love your support at Patreon.com slash Michael Heron, where you can get access to all kinds of cool stuff in exchange for as little as $2 a month, including, well, you have to subscribe at a higher rate than that. Uh, but, but I'm releasing my zines quarterly now. Uh, I've done two of these really cool zines. I guess this is a cool thing I can update you about. Um, and they're handmade little, uh, magazines that come with a music download and each has a, a story. Uh, so far the stories have been things that I didn't want to share by posting on the internet. So I'm only releasing in these little handmade copies that I send to people because they're somewhat intimate. And if I'm telling you the story is too intimate, you know, that shit is intimate because I'll tell a story. I'm not afraid to tell y'all some stuff. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, I'd love to connect with you on Patreon, and I'd love your helping uh, covering the expenses for this podcast and all the other stuff I create. I put out a lot of free content, and uh, people on Patreon are helping support it and make it possible. So today's guest is Brett Gleason. Uh, He's a longtime friend. Uh, He's a patron of mine, and I'm also a patron of his. It's one of those things that happens with us. Um, He's a continued uh, inspiration to me in a lot of ways, just in the way that he uh, approaches his work and approaches his uh, uh, energy about his work. You'll hear a lot about that. Um, And you know, before we get to the interview, I have a song of his I'd like you to hear. Uh, This track is called Macroscopic. And it'll be followed by the interview. Enjoy.
1: in that to you to ride.
0: was brett gleason with macroscopic and joining me right now on the podcast is brett gleason hello brett
2: hey michael thanks for having me
0: oh thank you so much for being on the podcast it's one of those you're one of those people that i'm like have i really not already had you on the podcast like we've known each other for so long um but the time is just right right now so thank (laughs) you
2: my pleasure it's uh it's the the closest thing to to meeting up again and hanging out so i appreciate it
0: yeah it's always fun to talk to you um one of the things that really inspired me to get rolling on talking to you on the podcast was your um new year's day post on patreon there i, I think you and i are both kind of I I always feel so uh, presumptuous to say that I'm teaching you stuff, but I think together (laughs) we're like teaching each other things um, that we need to learn. So I really like, I love that in any relationship, but I think you and I have like a special kind of thing that's happening and I I really love it. And the thing that you're doing is just doing your thing. Like (laughs) with, it seems so fearless and amazing. And you made a post about uh, this post is called happy new year, how we beat my imposter syndrome in 2018. Um, So as i'm saying that i wonder well let's talk about oh god because i want to talk about the song we just listened to too (laughs) oh god let's do that let's talk about macroscopic and then we'll talk about the post what can you tell me about that song
2: okay um well that song precedes all of this i would say uh that song's from my manifest album which came out in 2017. so uh that's you know it's it's a precedent and that song is about the power of perception and how everything that we see and and, and think and feel is is completely um, shaded by by how we perceive it, and um, you know, so much of my life, um, I have either I, I, I've either taken what, what what has happened around me, and I've either blown it up to be a, a huge spectacle or i've minimized it to be absolutely nothing and i've used it to my advantage i've i've either um taken big traumas and i've minimized them to be nothing or i've taken huge accomplishments and i've minimized them to be nothing and for the most part i've done it in my life to my detriment um and it's it's mostly been a painful thing um And just in the last year, I've realized that I can actually make it a really powerful thing. Um, It's usually been, you know, a negative response that I've had. And I've usually done it in a way to make myself smaller. And I've done it in a way to protect myself. And, you know, since writing Macroscopic, I've realized that this isn't something that has to be a reaction. And it's not something that has to happen to me, but it's something that I power over once I realize it. and so you know, just in the last year or so I've started really doing reading and training and realizing that my powers of perception and how how I decide to um, portray the world to myself, how I decide to define the world um, is something that i I can I can actually um, I can actually choose to do and and it can be really powerful and so that song was really just the um the the precedent to that and that album was called manifest and uh, it was really just the start of it and i'm really just now manifesting it i suppose
0: (laughs) yeah like but you do it in such a beautiful way like i wish i could put it into words better than i feel like i can and listen to me minimizing myself as i say that (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, the fact that you recognize it is beautiful because for me it feels really messy and piecemeal and like while i'm doing it i don't think or realize i'm doing it so the fact that you see it and think something is happening is gorgeous and it shows that you have a power of perception that not everyone does so bravo
0: uh gracias you know like one of the things at first like sort of uh, sparked, uh, I hate saying sparks because it reminds me of that, but I don't hate saying it. What, I'm like, anyway. It's a great word. Yeah, I was thinking of sparking joy, like the thing that's kind of a catchphrase right now with the woman on the organization. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, that, maybe that's why I, that, that word is in my mind. Anyway, one of the things that sparked excitement and joy I have to say about your, about you and your work was, oh, it must have been like two or three years ago. I went to one of your web concerts, one of the things you're doing online. And um, you were like into it and there were maybe like just a handful of people there. Right. And, yeah. And I won't, I still have yet to do a live stream concert like that because I'm afraid no one will come, <laughs> you know, but like seeing you and a thing with like, you know, a handful of people, I can't even remember how many people were there. And you were like, yep, let's go. And you were, you were committed and you were into your, your music and you were excited to talk to the people that showed up. And you know, like at, we've talked about this before. That's, that's something I struggle with. Like, just get over it and do it. Um, but it's, it, that was one of the things that really kind of gave me a different kind of interest in your work and you as an artist. So thanks for being like, um, it's a combination of like humility and gratitude that I think is really great just about your work and people appreciating it that I think is really cool. And it inspires me to to let go and just create for the sake of creating. Would you say that that's, that's a lot of what you do?
2: Uh, I mean, that's, yes, yes. Uh, that, but that's what I've had to come to terms with honestly, in the last like two, two, or two years or so is creating for the sake of creating and, you know, playing for whoever's in the room, even if that's myself. I mean, you know, the last year or so, has um, has been a really intense journey. And I think that post that I wrote has really been, the culmination of that, you know, I woke up uh, January first to kind of do what everyone else was doing, which was, you know, you go on Instagram and you do your top nine, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, what did I accomplish this year? And you know, oh, look at all the greatest picks, and this is what I did, and you know, you sort of flaunt all the great things you did, and then you move on to the next, and um, and. You know, obviously on Patreon and as artists, we have a platform to maybe get a bit more substantive. Um, and so, you know, I did want to kind of write and I was writing and, you know, I was listing things I did. And to be honest, it wasn't a huge showy year. I didn't release music. I was more just writing demos and um, and, and you know, I was just writing things and I sort of realized the substance of what had happened. And, you know, it was a year of preparation. Uh, and so, yes, you know, I realized as the title had said, and I'll get to it, that I had beaten my imposter syndrome, uh, but what I, <laughs> what had happened where this all started is that I, I went into therapy because I felt like a huge failure, uh, which sounds pretty harsh to say. Um, but like yeah you know I was playing I was playing uh, a web concert for a few people and you know like you could say that that sounds that might be kind of um, sad for an artist you know like we you know s- a lot of artists are ambitious and I'm I'm hugely ambitious. Um, but I'm also hugely artistic and I also love to create. And, you know, when I was a kid, I was always creating and I, all I wanted to do was show my mommy, you know, and I didn't need a room of adoring fans. And so I think kind of what it came down to this last year is, yes, building up my, my love for myself and my love for my work and my love for the process of creating, And, um, and ultimately, um, you know, I I don't, I guess I don't, I don't need to make this answer any longer than it was, but (laughs) learning how to, um, learning how to value what I do and the process of, of what I do and, and doing it for the sake of doing it. Because, you know, I, I thought in this last year, I'm like, well, if I stop doing this every day, because I'm not getting the desired result, whatever that may be, then what am I going to do every day? And the the thought is, wake up and be super sad.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that is like, that is the thing I come up with. And I can feel resentful about that you know like a lot of times when it's coming up to like a big show like I do my little my I was I don't know why like some reason I'm talking to you I'm really being aware of my minimizing language I think could you mention it before so yeah. I, was, I was about to say when I do my little shows let me change that when I do my performance shows that are in a theater with musicians and all this stuff leading up to it I have this huge resentment of like fuck man why is this the thing that I have to do to not feel miserable because it makes me miserable in a way, but it's because I, I choose to let it make me miserable. Right? Whoa. (laughs) You know, like it's a lot of work and I haven't come to a place where I'm making money off of doing this show. So it's like, it's financially stressful. It's hard. scary to like beg people to come to see this show. Like, you know, all this stuff, but like I can turn it around and be like, Oh my God, I get to make this stuff. And it's really exciting. You know, like uh, so. I, I now I lost track of why I was saying that. I, uh, oh, because you you said it, yeah. the alternative to being an artist is waking up and feeling sad instead.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's extremely exciting. You know, yeah. like I mean, the uh, the opposite side of of nervous is excitement. You know, it's like the other side of the same coin, and it's like. You know, I had a show last week and I was honestly I was so scared and I was so nervous and it pisses me off that to this day I still get so scared. But um, it's because it means so much to me. And like, uh, you know, as I get closer to the show and, and I show up that being scared starts to be so much excitement and anticipation. And like, once I get to the venue and I'm set up and my keyboard is on that stage, uh, it, it it begins to look like a Christmas tree with presents under it. And I'm just like, let me at it, you know? Like uh... I get so, and it's really fun. And I'm just like, this is what I'm doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, ultimately I, I, you know, in the last year I sort of, I came to the decision of like, well, okay, you know, like, if, if my, if my, like, dreams of grandiosity, if I were to set that aside and just be a different person, then, you know, who would I be? Um, And, and, you know, like, there's nothing wrong with, with being becoming someone new. um, And that's fine. And, you know, lots of people just give up on something and move on. But, I love music and I love to create and it's who I am. And so I've just really worked hard to shift how I define success. And for me, you know, like I've been I've been playing live, I've been making music for almost 10 years and um, and in that time I've seen and met lots of people come and go. Um, who maybe play for the right reasons or don't. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I've gone up and down with how I feel about myself. And some of that has been because of praise I've gotten. Some of that has been because of critiques that I've gotten. Um, And, you know, aside from going to therapy this last year, I've also started doing some reading um, and just learning basic basic affirmations and just learning and observing my negative self-talk and realizing just how negative I am. Uh, And I think you're going to play the song Rough Love later, which touches Mm -hmm. on that, Uh, and just, just realizing just how terrible I am to myself. And I mean, I grew up with this as literally as a plan like I thought it was a good thing to be hard on myself and you know my boyfriend uh would say oh well that's a very capitalist uh way to be (laughs) to be tough on yourself because you know it's like that pushes you to always strive for more but it's also a really good way to burn out and to make yourself miserable and to make yourself feel like you're never good enough. And um and so I'm trying to change that.
0: Uh yeah, whoa. That this all like applies to me as an artist. And then as you know, and I think I allude to it on the podcast every now and then, I'm in my first dating relationship in decades. I say decades of time. Yeah, it was just great. But wow, talk about like realizing all these levels of sort of um this sort of brutality to myself for decades you know like i had this belief that like oh yeah i don't i'm the type of person that doesn't get to date because i'm you know unboyfriendable or whatever you want to call it oh. and now i'm in this thing where i'm dating someone and I'm like ah this can't be right abort abort mission like this, <laughs> like and i'm constantly looking for like problems and i see where like that has happened with my creative life as well and it's giving me a new uh, lens to look at it all through and sort of become aware. And I started therapy this year as well. Um, of like how like all of these beliefs really affect just how we're able to show up authentically in our lives and our relationships and our work. Um, whoa, man, it's heavy. But what, how great it is that there are people like you and me who can talk about it and share about all this stuff so openly.
2: Yeah, uh, it's it's interesting being. I mean, being an artist. Can be very vulnerable, um, but so can being in a relationship. And unlike, you know, being an artist, you can kind of pick and choose what you show, but being in a relationship, you can't. And I Mm. would say that, like, You know, especially if you haven't been in a relationship in a while, those first few months can be absolutely terrifying. So very smart to go into therapy. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) When I I, just a little quick thing, when I first I started dating this guy, that was almost nine months ago. But in the first like month or two, I I realized there were a couple of times I was flipping out about stuff and I would get to to the other side of it and be like, oh, my God, that that was crazy. (laughs) <laughs> so I called I called to make an appointment at this place. It was like, it's not where I wound up going. But like to the receptionist, I was like, yeah, you know, I found myself starting a new relationship and I'm worried I'm going to mess it all up with my thoughts and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, OK, so the first thing would be to schedule an intake appointment. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're not the therapist. OK, yeah, let's go.
2: <laughs> I'm so I'm it's sure fun. we used to that.
0: Yeah. But, you know, speaking of mental health and before I ask this, I guess I want to make sure that I know you share openly about your mental health, but Uh in my mind, I'm like, wait, are these things I've seen because I'm a patron? Or do you share about all this stuff everywhere?
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, to be honest, it's in my Instagram and Twitter bio. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I like to be super, super open, which I sometimes I question whether it should be, but it is.
0: Yeah, but I guess that's it. So, so, and now I'm trying to think of the way to phrase this. You're bipolar. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if it was like you're bipolar or you have bipolar disorder Are either of those like,
2: you know, I ultimately, uh, it's a good question. I think it's better to say that I have bipolar because it's less, I think it's less stigmatizing. Um, you know, to say that someone has something than to define them by it. Right. But I'm not so I, I don't give a shit. I say yeah. that I'm bipolar because whatever.
0: Yeah, cool. I just want to make sure we were using language <laughs> that you're so, comfortable uh, yeah, with.
2: <laughs> I have no problem saying I'm bipolar. I yeah. am bipolar. It's uh but to be you know, like and I say I I, I don't mince over words and I'm really quick to say it and I mm-hmm. say it all the time. And I don't do that because it's a huge part of my life. I don't do that because um, it's something that takes up a huge amount of time. I do that because I think it's extremely important to talk about and to be open with uh, because not enough people are, or because the people who are really open about it, I think um, tend to, possibly show some of the more kind of negative sides of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Or, or some of the more extreme sides of it. Uh, and it's a huge spectrum. So, um, so I, 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 like to sort of show that like, Hey, and whereas a lot of people like myself who are living with bipolar, who are stable and taking care of themselves and on meds Mm -hmm. they would they would very much rather not ever mention it uh which makes sense because uh it can be extremely stigmatizing and you don't want your boss to know you don't want your partner to know uh i'm an artist i'm a musician And I, you know, I teach music and uh, I'm fortunate that for the most part, being open about it doesn't affect my life that much. So I put it right out there for people to know that like, hey, um, you probably wouldn't know if you meet me, but I'm bipolar. And I was briefly hospitalized about a decade ago and I've been on medication most of my adult life. So, Yeah. yeah.
0: What what have been, like, <laughs> the benefits to being open about it? Or are there any, like, has it changed your life in a positive way to be more forthcoming with this information?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, by my being open with it, people are open with me. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, it creates intimate, inti- I- intimate intimacy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, one of my, it's my favorite kind of intimacy, intimate. Yeah, you know, it creates a kind of intimate, I- instant trust. Yeah, um, and I'll admit, sometimes you don't want that. But as an artist, as someone who is reaching out and meeting new people on the internet, uh, mm-hmm. whether through whether for collaboration, whether to share my music with, or whether just to like be friendly by putting in my bio that I'm a gay bipolar musician, which is on all most of my you know social media things, I think it it creates an, an instant trust. And I mean. It makes, instantly kind of shows you who I am and people reach out to me and they tell me their stories and it helps me, you know, it helps me to remember how far I've come. It helps me also to remember that, you know, I have to take care of myself and that if I miss doses, I can, you know, I, I can slip back um and it also helps me to remember that like we still live in a society where people don't speak openly about this where men don't speak openly about this and that I'm extremely lucky to be from a family that when I spoke up they helped me and uh, they you know they took care of me and they didn't they didn't chastise me
0: yeah uh, that's one of the beautiful things that I've found about being a uh, chronic. I, I don't feel it's oversharing, but I think a lot of people think I overshare on the internet. You know, I talk about a lot of my business, but the thing that, that always happens, like my, most recently was I I was making posts about starting to date, you know, at 49 years old um, after a long time. And I made, was making these like sort of friends only posts on Facebook about it. And, um, a lot of people like suddenly I started learning all this relationship stuff about people I knew because I was sharing openly all these people like, Oh my God, I've been needing to talk about this and this and the fact that I was open gave them, make them feel like they could be open with me. You know, they didn't feel like sharing it on Facebook, but um, yeah, I think that's a beautiful thing about social media and being an artist in general, because you know, my life is also in a way that I can be open about like whatever is going on in my life because I really, my own boss most of the time, um, Yeah, so I love that. Let's talk about um, what else is coming up for you. Like, uh, I know I'm privy to some things being a patron, but uh, are there big projects you've got coming up that you want to talk about on the show?
2: Um, Sure. I mean, you know, I'm mostly in in the in the production phases of things, so I don't know how interesting it is for everyone. But, you know, I'm just I'm I'm in the studio right now. I'm working on stuff. I, I knocked out a bunch of piano and voice stuff over the summer. This uh, this fall I was I was laying down synth and guitar and bass and now uh, now I am currently laying down some some drum tracks and I'm just uh, I'm, I'm working on mixing that I'm going to drop some singles coming out soon. So, you know, follow me on the socials and the Spotify's and uh, hit me up on Patreon if you're there and uh, and you'll get that stuff soon. So I'm just I'm trying to knock out a bunch of singles this year. I, I've released like two full albums before. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to step out of the album vibe and, and, and do a, a lot of new styles. Um, I, I feel like I'm still kind of finding my, my style and I want to have the opportunity to try a lot of new sounds, you know? Yes. Uh,
0: I love that. I'm, fi- I'm feeling singles this year, too. So uh, that'll be cool to like follow your lead. And uh, see where you go with all that stuff. Um, yeah. To make sure, um, if people who are listening, you can go to MikeyPod.com and look at the show notes for this episode. I'll have links there for all of Brett's social media. But just in case, will you throw out some of your main ones? Patreon, I think, is the most important one for
2: uh, for me. <laughs> yeah, same here. Yeah, Yeah. sure. I mean, yeah, Patreon.com slash Brett Gleason, two T's. Uh, B-R-E-T-T G-L-E-A-S-O-N. And I'm fortunate enough to have the main handle on Twitter. I tweet a lot at Brett Gleason, verified. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm uh, so jealous. Sorry. I, Go I ahead. I still don't know how I got verified. On Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. That was random. Um, uh, Instagram. I'm not as lucky. I'm plural on Instagram. I'm Brett Gleason's. Uh-huh. Uh, someone else got Brett Gleason. I was a little late to Instagram. I'm. I was never a huge fan of Instagram. It's like just pictures and stuff, but. I'm getting better at it because people use it a lot. Um, so that's Brett Gleason's. Uh, Imagine me plural, terrifying. <laughs> and I, I use Facebook a good deal. I use my like the page that you like, you know, the band page. Yeah, uh, that's that's Brett. That's Facebook.com/slash Brett Gleason fan, which uh, you know that was back in the day when you're you're just like, oh, that's your fan page, but really it's just my regular page because I don't yeah. use my like my my profile page much yeah those are the main ones
0: perfect okay well speaking of social media and patreon if you are a patron of mine and you would like to hear more from brett gleason you will be hearing it because brett's going to hang out with me for a minute i'm assuming this is still okay to do um a little mini interview an extended interview for patrons only you still good with that brett totes totes all right so if you're thinking right now, Oh no, the interview is over. I wanted more. You can just go to patreon.com and subscribe for $5 or more. And you can hear even more from Brett Gleason. Uh, thanks. (laughs) My God. I just tried to drink water discreetly and it didn't work. (laughs) Um, We are going to listen to another track from Brett to end this interview. The track is called rough love. Can you tell me a little bit about it before we go, Brett?
2: (laughs) Yes. Rough love is about being really hard on yourself uh, and thinking that it's going to make you tougher and stronger and better, but really it just makes you uh, sort of apathetic and, and makes you kind of lazier and, and sucks and saps your will to to move on and 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 be excited and and happy and and to to love yourself. Uh, all right. Thanks for joining me, Brett.
0: Thanks for having me. And here's rough love. Fuck.
1: tell you now, never kick and shout, it will expound exponential pain and send you underground, where no one can hear, constant cries and tears, we have grown so and as to your fellows, fallen on fears, love the so rough, broken bones and lost, you will not get what you want until your desires are just All your suffering needs to learn name. If you choose to heed the warning that your body's suffering I'll break your heart So let I- And misfunctions they will abound Let it all out now swiftly, not so loud Savor all the wrongs you sowed And there is much more to be found I will help you stand Only with one hand Heaven I lift you up For you are sinking in quicksand. say. Karma is a grave that washes over your grave I'll break your heart so I can put it back together stronger than ever. Stronger now that you decided to expect indifference. Accept me. you now pity's not profound self-conflated pain give it up today you have wasted time magnified my crimes y'all be made to pay give it up today
0: From Brett Gleason, that was Rough Love. Thank you, Brett, for being on the show. Thank you for listening. And I'm going to wrap it right on up, just like that. It's late. Well, it's not that late. Why am I qualifying how late it is? It's 9.37 p.m. Eastern Time. You tell me. Is that late? (laughs) Send me an email, mikeypot at gmail.com, or tweet me anywhere. Let me know. How late is late? I'll talk to you next week. The guest is going to be Sunny Singh, another fantastic creator. Uh, You're going to love it. Stay tuned. Subscribe. Goodbye.